0: CryptoTalkRadio.net slash Discord will take you straight there. And anybody will be happy to answer any questions you may have. Given that, let's go ahead and jump right into our content for today's episode. Happy election day for those in the United States and worldwide. This is a big day. Of course, we know that the election is going to last longer than one day. But the kickoff is still a big event. It's kind of a big thing because we may be on the verge of some very good news. At least that's the hope. And cryptocurrency is reacting accordingly. I want to be talking about that. I'll give you a quick internal. So I have my first endeavor, second endeavor. If you're new to the channel, welcome, by the way. But just to give an update, I like to make sure everybody knows what's going on in my real world, quote unquote. So my first endeavor continues. I'm in a conference actually while I'm working and I then get pulled into meetings because what what happens is there's other people that are involved and I'm kind of one of the go-to contacts because I have the best pulse of the customer. So what happens is we have another customer we work with and that customer has kind of, I don't know how to describe it. They it's like analysis paralysis. I said it, they don't, they want to change what's there. They don't like it. But then when you try to change something, they freak out. And it's this, it's this weird thing. I've, I've come across it before, but not to this level. So then, so then I was warning people because there was another guy and he got really offended because in one of the meetings, I sense things are about to go off the rails. And like I said, with this one particular client, I can sense from her body language when things are going about to go south so I'll jump in and I'll just say something cause I'm trying to keep it on track. I'm trying to keep the freaking client happy. Cause at the end of the day, I don't think anything's going to happen. It's just that I'm getting sick of people getting chewed out for basic questions. Right? So I was in this one, I'm in the conference and the, I said, you know, unless it's urgent, I'm kind of stepping away from all meetings, you know, and I'm trusting that everybody keeps the sanity. Well, apparently this guy, we were in a meeting before, and he got offended because I jumped into one of these things and he, you know, he said, I should be the. And I'm telling him, look, I'm sorry you got offended, bro, but check it out. You don't understand. She's going to bite your freaking head off because you guys don't, don't know what you're doing here and you don't know how to read this customer like I do. So I am going to jump in when I see it's going out the rails. So he kind of remember, you know, right. <laughs> so this week today, actually the, the, the director and this guy, we're in a meeting without me with the client. I didn't know they were having the meeting. I thought it was good, but I didn't know they had the meeting. Apparently, it didn't go very well because then the director says, you know, she pings me and she's like, "Hey, can you jump in this meeting?" Not knowing what it's about. So, okay, sure, I'm I'm in the conference, but I'm I'm trying to it's it's not like I'm distracted. It's just I don't like having to be pulled unless it's like an urgent emergency and this wasn't. But fine. So, I jump in the call. <laughs> right off the jump the director is livid 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 because the customer chewed them both out bit their heads off because this guy once again had volunteered more information and she's making it seem like i gave him that and i'm like there shouldn't have been and he's like well what i thought because i've done this kind of thing in the past is i added more data i'm like uh, uh-uh, don't do that no 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 this is what i'm talking about like there's just this and he's a brilliant guy it's not like he's dumb he's a brilliant guy he's actually very well learned it just, for this client, the one we're dealing with is just for whatever reason, I'm the only one that's got the pulse to be able to read what she's trying to say and not piss her off. So so far, I'm the only one who's not got my head bitten off because of the way she is, because I can read it. And then I watch, I'll say something and I can watch her body language and I can tell when it's about to go off the rails. So that's the story of my life, ladies and gentlemen, I'm sitting here trying to go through a conference. The moment I step away from the day to day, These people can't, can't deal with this client without me in the room. So then this guy, he pings me off the side. He's like, yep, I got lit up again. He used the terms lit up, right? He's not black, by the way. he used the term, I got lit up again because he finally gets it. It's like, I'm not, don't take it personal, man. This is why I jump in front of you because I know when it's going to happen. And when I'm not there, you're going to hear it. I already know the director heard it. Everybody on the team's already gotten this from her, other than me. I'm the only one who seems to be able to click with her because I I think ahead of her. I can see where she's trying to go. And she's ultimately reasonable, but at the same time, she doesn't like questions she thinks are stupid. Story of my life. That's the first endeavor. The second one, meanwhile, I'm doing data collection. So I wouldn't say it's boring work, but it's dry because there's not really much I can do because I'm depending on other people. So the second one's like a basically a free check every week. And it's like, man, it's awesome. So so the first one doesn't pay me like I want to, but I'm getting to the point where I like it for the most part. And then the second one pays me awesome. But it's like, you know, dull work or boring work. And I don't know what to think of it. And then, of course, the third one was, you know, slave. You know, 12 Years a Slave or whatever, and I wasn't going to play that. So that's what I'm dealing with. And then meanwhile, I, I got a PS5. It's still sitting in the closet in the box. I've never even opened it. So that there's that on deck. <laughs> and now we got the elections and we've got whatever's going on with cryptocurrency, which we're going to start talking about right now. First of all, if you've been ignoring your wallet or you've been ignoring graphs, I I respect you. I celebrate you. Kudos to you because you took my advice. You took the advice of Leister found here at CryptoTalkRadio.net to not stare at the graph because it would just piss you off or depress you. So here, because you're here, I am going to take on the the unfortunate task of letting you know what's going on here so that you're aware Because I think you should be aware, and I don't want you to freak out. I know some people are going to freak out. I don't want you to freak out. It's not worth it. It's it's not that it's not a bad thing in the short term. It's not worth it. It's not worth getting stressed over this. I said that in an old episode. I don't want you to think that there's anything more than just sentiment. There are other things at play. I'm going to be talking about those. Everything I believe It's going to go back up to a point. It's going to take some time, but just bear with it. And please don't freak. And I certainly don't want to hear another or see another article talking about people contemplating suicide. It's not worth it, ladies and gentlemen. Everything is cyclical. We will get past what you are about to hear. It's going to be okay. Here we have some very specific reasons why something happened. And we will recover, if anything, I think this is going to be a good thing long-term for cryptocurrency because it's a wake-up call to the bigger challenges in the industry. So let's step through these methodically, carefully, cautiously. First of all, the reason that I'm giving such a read, read, read alert is because crypto experienced a pretty significant dip. If anybody here is listening to my YouTube channel, you would have heard me predict that Bitcoin was going to lose about $1,000 and go straight down, and that was based on sentiment. Well, Bitcoin did go down right where I said it was going to do. Nobody came back to give my credit that it went right down to the 2200 that I th- said it was going to do. However, today, it experienced a much more severe dip, currently at the 18400 mark, so this is a 10% loss. That's a huge drop. However, it's not all lost, but... I don't want to tell you what this means in the short term. So for the remainder of the week, the theory is that things are going to hover around this 18, four test bottom resistance a bit. And the suspicion is that it's going to go a little bit lower to about the 17,000 mark. There are some people calling for about 12,000. I'm not one of those who believes in 12,000. However, it's certainly possible. I believe it's really going to be somewhere around the 17. I still believe it's going to go back up, but, there are some factors that took place very recently that are contributing to this, plus some things I called out. And long term, we have to see where we go. Right now, today though, Bitcoin is 10% down. When Bitcoin goes down or up, it tends to affect pretty much all other cryptocurrencies. As a result, Ethereum also took a significant dip, diving down from a just underneath 1600 down to just over 1200. So people are like, eh, it's about a 15% drop. Pretty deep drop, but like I said before, if Ethereum goes anywhere near, or excuse me, below the 900 mark, I will do live karaoke on the YouTube channel. We're still not close to that, ladies and gentlemen. Depends on whether Bitcoin goes even further down. But also, we have to see if Ethereum is going to remain significantly lockstep with, a B- with Bitcoin. So this would be a good test as well. And again, I'm not making light of it. I'm saying it's a good exercise to see where we're at and what's going on. Meanwhile, BNB, which had a pretty good spike, uh, let's see, just earlier, it spiked as high as almost three, almost 400 bucks. It got up there, and then it dipped all the way back down to 320, lost its gains because BNB, of course, tends to run lockstep with Bitcoin in terms of up versus down. When Bitcoin goes up, Binance usually goes down. BNB has a burn mechanic, and there were some other factors at play that I'm going to get into that were driving the BNB price. However, just understand that BNB is still holding stronger. It's actually holding stronger than the rest because BNB got as low as I want to say 200 some odd dollars way back earlier in the year. So it's actually in a good spot is BNB with all the different things going on with it and some of the things I'll yet talk about. However, over the next month, so up to December, the theory is that BNB is going to drop down to about the 300 mark. And I do believe it's going to go back up, but all of this really is contingent on the news I'm about to tell you, as well as what goes on with the elections. So what we're dealing with now is, I would equate it to a crypto crash, but I don't think that it is, I don't think that it is, I believe that we're going to get out of it. I don't, I'll leave it at that. I don't want to give any sort of hope to people, hopium. I don't want to put false hopes in people's mind. This is my confidence that everything will be okay long term, but it's really going to depend on yourself. And your strategy should be uh, adequate for, your, for you. Make sure there's a roof on your head. Make sure there's food on your people's table. That's what matters above all else. That's why I say don't worry about it and don't let it stress you. Everything is cyclical. Meta, as in what used to be known as Facebook, Meta, started to do layoffs. Of course, Meta was the company that spawned, and I truly call it Spawn, from the ashes of Facebook, from the idiot Zuckerberg who felt like he was going to go all in on the metaverse and said they were going to be all right. This was not just two weeks ago, said that everything's going to be all cool and we got it all good. Well, this idiot basically came out recently and said, you know what? Our company's made some missteps and I screwed up rather than hold himself accountable by cutting himself or cutting his pay. He's decided to let go of thousands of employees. Now this shouldn't surprise you because it's the idiot Zuckerberg. This is a guy who's already lied in front of Congress. This is a guy who started this company as a failure fresh off the jump because he was jumping into this Metaverse garbage. And anybody listening to me has repeatedly heard me say, I am not on board with the Metaverse. We've tried it. It doesn't work. And it was a waste of time and money. Instead, what this idiot should have been doing is getting Facebook back to the glory that it once had because ladies and gentlemen, When Twitter was going through the turmoil of the Jack Dorsey's and the ESG's that were imposed upon it, Facebook had a key opportunity to usurp some of that traffic. Instead, what they did is wasted billions of dollars on this Metaverse garbage. The result is people are losing their jobs. This is not what we should celebrate. This is not what we should support. But this is is an example of incompetent leadership. That's what it is. Call it what it is. And, yeah, Facebook was talking about, you know, we'll let you do NFTs. Do do, do do None of that's going to matter if you can't focus on your core business and get it correct before you try to breach out. We don't have what we need to embrace any sort of metaverse, any damn thing. And I'm sorry, but that's what it is. I get frustrated seeing innocent people lose their jobs because of this garbage. And it never seems to stop. And nobody is holding this kind of thing accountable. This is why we should have laws that don't allow the leader to make bad decisions that cost billions of dollars. And then rather than take ownership, cut jobs of real people. If this was Japan, that boss, and I know because I work for a Japanese company, they would take their own significant pay cut. They would purposely hold themselves accountable, but out here he just gets a golden parachute because that's how they work. Ethereum. Anybody that's been trying to do anything on Ethereum will have noticed that the gas jumped significantly. I did a transaction earlier, and rather than the usual dollar, maybe $2 I was used to on Ethereum for transfers, it was as high as somewhat $20-something. This is crazy, but apparently it's gotten as high as $60. Now, this should bring back very bad memories of what we were dealing with in 2021 when everything was spiking, when there was so much traffic and transactions going on on the Ethereum chain that the gas was just nuts. Well, this is all tied together. So a lot of this that we're now experiencing is due to a lot of liquidations. Liquidations when there are shorts or longs that happen, right? Liquidations are where basically things are sold because we got to make everything right. There's money owed, so they get liquidated. There were a lot of liquidations, and this was triggered off of FTT. FTT is, was, was, is, it's still there, the native token for the FTX exchange. The FTX exchange, there's been this turmoil and uncertainty around FTX. Arguably, FTX was considered the second largest exchange behind Coinbase in terms of that pocket of types of exchanges. They were right lockstep in competition with Coinbase. FTX has been having major issues. I got another update about this in a minute. But apparently the FTT token did a major crash. We're talking, got peaked up to like $25 down to like four and some change and a significant free fall and all of the significant liquidations happening, not just for it, but also for Bitcoin, for Ethereum, and all these other tokens on the Ethereum chain or connected to Ethereum in some way are causing like a domino effect. And so the result is that the blockchain gets overloaded gas prices go up when the blockchain gets overloaded. I know what you're thinking. Wasn't that proof of stake supposed to solve a doot doot do? And there were people that reported, this is not going to solve the gas price issue. It's not going to make gas cheaper because it's not supposed to. <laughs> All it's really trying to do is set the framework for us to get to a world where everything's smoother. They didn't finish yet. All that's not done. There's still work to be done. So this FTX chaos created, again, a domino effect that started later <laughs> other tokens going down in price significantly. And so it all tied together. Everything was, everything was together. So here's the second part of this, almost a billion dollars in liquidations for again, Bitcoin and crypto in general, all tied around this FTT token, FTT collapses 86%, 86% FTX was fighting and fighting and fighting and fighting. Ultimately they couldn't fight any longer. And they came upon an agreement to be acquired by Binance. Binance has been trying to, and had offered to acquire them some time ago. And FTX and this idiot, I can't even describe the way he looks, but this idiot was just pushing back on Binance and saying, we ain't got to do it now. He's bowed down to the master and has agreed to sell itself to Binance. There was a back and forth that was hilarious. I'm not going to get into details, but ultimately... Binance was starting to dump the FTT token to try to force the issue and then ex- essentially extorted them on the back end. It's very fascinating and very troubling stuff that's going on between these two. And then finally we got to some settled state. Well, uh, even though it was kind of too late because they already came to an agreement, U S regulators jumped on this business and said, see, this is why we need to get regulation right here. De- de-, because it's yet another example where people are losing money and ultimately Crypto as a whole gets impacted, just like we saw with Circle, just like we saw with Voyager and so many others. Stable gains, so many others where they fail and it has a ripple effect, no pun intended, across the industry where regulators were already trying to say, that's why we need regulation. And if you heard me on an older episode, I said, when we allow garbage into cryptocurrency, and that's what was leading FTX, folks. When we allow garbage into cryptocurrency and we welcome the kids and say the word Jeep and say the word Maxi and say the word Keck, you get what you pay for. The downside is that everybody else gets affected, even those that don't care, because Bitcoin is so intertwined, Ethereum is so intertwined, ERC itself is so intertwined. Everybody gets affected when there's one bad egg. All that's going to do is make governments sit up and say, this is why we need to lock this garbage down. It feels like cryptocurrency doesn't want to learn because we keep seeing all these, quote, finance-type companies spin up or these exchanges spin up. I was trying to get on KuCoin earlier and do some transactions for Luna Classic to buy the dip, by the way, and it was slow. It was dog slow. It finally came through, but it was way slow. So I know that the the, uh, blockchains in total, the blockchains, the exchanges, everything is being bogged down by what's going on. This is exacerbated by what I suspected, which is there's high amounts of stable coin activity as in people are stabling out. A lot of this is because of what's happened with the FTX, but some of it's happening because of uncertainty with the elections. And that's my closing point. The elections started today. They are not going to conclude today because of the allowance of mail-in ballots and certain States that allow them to take however long they almost cuss freaking feel like to count the ballots. We've already had issues in Maricopa County. We've already had issues that give an excuse for people to believe that there's fraud again. I'm not here to say there isn't fraud. I am saying having worked in government in a past life and actually even now to some limited degree being exposed to it. Here's the concern I've got. I find it very troubling that there was no testing. There was no verification. You can test the machines. You can verify the machines. You can do dry runs and all sorts of stuff on the machines. I believe what's happening is you've got in the elections area, they don't want to even pull the machines out. They want to keep them locked up to make sure they're not tampered with. I understand this. What you should do is do your dry run in a secure facility that has full camera and full security presence so that you can do your dry runs without the risk of tampering, but you still need to test those freaking machines before election day because you already know. Tempers are running high because of what happened in 2020 and the belief that there was some fraud or sketchy activity, because here's the thing. These always seem to happen in the swing States. That's sketchy. No matter what you feel, no matter what side you're on. And as long as we keep having this shady business, crypto gets impacted because people don't know people are uncertain and more people stable out because they don't know what's going on. And at the end of this, It's easy to just get ahead of it by saying, let's just do this, right? Let's just practice. Let's just dry run. Let's just make sure to take away everybody's excuse so that at least it's a smooth process. If nothing else, then you get other countries where they can do it, hand count, and we make excuses why we can't. That also hurts sentiment because you have that money possibly going overseas saying, you know what? Screw the U.S. I'm just going to go somewhere else. It's kind of the staircase thing. I don't know why we don't change it, but ultimately, ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening to me and you're in the U S vote with your mind, if you haven't voted already, vote with your mind, please don't vote with your heart, vote with your mind. If you want cryptocurrency to recover, and obviously we got a long way to go now. If you want cryptocurrency to recover, we need people in office who are greedy MFers, frankly. And as it stands, we have a lot of negative sentiment and hopefully this whole quote crypto crash has convinced you that we got a long way to go number 1 number 2 it's it's going to get worse before it gets better this is why i said we are on the risk of more of a a bear winter type thing and i was concerned i didn't expect to go this far down but i did anticipate a down of some kind and this is just going to drive people away from cryptocurrency because all of the progress that we made from the beginning of the year to now to try to get back recovery is gone essentially And that's sad because we should have by now gotten back at least to half of way where we were. And there's other factors playing in and a shady business playing in some of it's avoidable. And that's my point. And now that you get the FTX garbage going on, it's just going to make things worse because it gives more ammunition for them to start locking cryptocurrency down. Let's hope that there's regulations. It's smart regulations that are designed to make cryptocurrency successful, but to do that folks, We got to have greedy MFers back in office and certainly not the cast of characters that we have who are anti-cryptocurrency, no matter what the heck they say that they are. That's going to do it for today's episode of Crypto Talk Radio found at CryptoTalkRadio.net. I want to thank you for listening here today. I know you have choices, whether you're a new listener or a subscriber. We appreciate each and every one of you. Check out our site, CryptoTalkRadio.net. We have a contact form. The link's at the very top. We'd love to hear from you and how we're doing and what you like or what you don't like. We read each and every one of those. Also, check out our Triad. The Triad is a community that we're working to build forward of smart, strong, smart investors, the ones that want to lead us into the next generation of cryptocurrency, to evolve cryptocurrency into a more mature investment strategy for people, help people as they're growing and they get into this space. We don't want the ones that say the word jeep and the ones that say the word kek. We want the ones that treat this as a serious thing. Join us on our journey. Until next time, take care, be safe, Please don't YOLO into projects, any project. It doesn't matter what it is. To be smart with your investments, make sure you always keep a roof over your head, food on your table, your family comes first. Don't get stuck in this. Our goal is to try to help keep you safe, but we're only an informing source. There are a lot of sources out there, some of which are not really looking out for you. They're looking out for themselves. So always be careful with the advice that you take and what you do with that information is up to you, but just be smart about it is all we ask. See you in next episode.